Hello and welcome back to Civ Pop Writer's Room. This is a special episode, special mini review. Uh, I'm joined by Frank here today, Frank from Twitter. Hello! Frank uh, is uh, is coming on this week's episode of Civ Pop Writer's Room and uh, to talk about the Fast and Furious franchise as a whole. But let's, uh, I, I gotta issue a quick disclaimer here because when we recorded the episode, we already did it. Uh, before F9 came out. And so when you're listening to the episode this coming week, um, we're going to be talking about how an F9 room later. But I just decided I, I really need to get my thoughts out there now. And I want to hit it while it's still relevant. So um, so we're going to release this episode before the episode comes out. And even though we'll be saying that the episode will be coming out later, this is that episode. So um, We're time get- travelers. We are. We are time travelers. That's right. Uh, we'll be we'll be putting out uh, we'll be giving our ranking as well um, of all of the eight movie or all the ten movies at this point. Um, but we uh, will be um, talking about them in depth um, this coming Wednesday on Some Pop Riders. Frank uh, F nine the Fast Saga. This is the tenth film in the saga, but the ninth main series. Um, we're going to start off spoiler free, by the way, uh, and then I'll issue a pretty clear warning. Um, did you like this movie? Love it, hate it, dislike it, or think I liked it? Okay, that's uh Sur- surprised me too. Okay, um, I hate this movie. I, hate <laughs> it so much. I really, really hate it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I saw, <laughs> I saw in your in your. We're not agree. We're not agreeing on anything. No, apparently not. Apparently not. Uh, I saw in your your sippop.com review that's not quite yet to publish that you said uh I think it's publishing you know, as we record this. Um but I saw that you uh you said it's a 7 out of 10 if you're a fan of the franchise and a 4 out of 10 if you're not. And I'm like this is everything wrong with the franchise. Everything wrong with the franchise. And I don't even have notes, so like when we get to spoilers, I'm just going to be like, and this thing is stupid, and this thing was stupid, and I hated that, and this was dumb. But <laughs> I think I think this movie encapsulates everything that's wrong with the with these movies. Primarily, this has a this has three um, huge flaws to me. Number one, this movie immediately assumes that I care about any of these characters. And this is the one <laughs> franchise that can manage to have ten movies and me not care about anybody in it. <laughs> uh, so that's number one. Number two is this movie tries to pull that the fake, like, oh, these people probably died right there. Like, it looked like they died right there. But it's like, yeah, but, like, this is the Fast and Furious franchise. Nobody dies in these movies unless it's, like, at the very oh. end and in super slow-mo. And... Or you know, in real life. Well, but he didn't die in the, in the movie, so, you know. Uh, and number three is exactly uh, that third part. is This movie can't go one and a half scenes without mentioning why Paul Walker isn't in it. It's so annoying. I hated it so oh. very much. Uh, and oh, I, I agree. I can't wait Hard to, agree. Talk about, to talk about however many other things there are to talk about. But I hate, hate, hate this movie. Frank, why did you like this one? <laughs> I feel like the series just embraced everything that has been kind of just... They just accepted what they are. Kind of like what was Hobbs and Shaw did, accepted being a parody of itself, and they just kept that kind of train of thought going. They parody... Like, they point out, like, how are we not dead? Mm-hmm. And, like, they... like. They're just finally embracing what they are and not trying to pretend that they're anything but. Yeah, and like I like how I, I like how this movie was trying to be meta in some of those ways. Like you know, especially the I think one of the better one of the best things about this movie was Tej and Roman, which 
are consistently some of the best things about these movies. But their yeah. their interaction, their dialogue is a lot of fun. Ludacris is the standout in here because all of his lines are great. Um, like there's a there's a the, the conversation early on where he's I think I might be invincible. He's like, wait, so you, like he's like, well, if you have a hypothesis, you keep testing that. Then what do you get? Well, you get a theory. He's like, oh, well, that sounds a lot like a bunch of BS that you're talking about. Like, just uh, I want a movie with just those three. Sure, sure, and like I think the plan is that uh, that the t- Fast Ten is supposed to be the last of the core group. Um, I thought it was going to be eleven. It might be eleven. I don't know. I thought the plan was ten, uh, but I know that there are definitely going to be plans for spinoff. I'm with you. I want to. I want a spinoff of Tej Roman and Missande. Um, I'll I'll, t- I'll take more Hobbs and Shaw. I'll take. Uh, um, eh. I just want less Vin Diesel, and this movie gives you a lot of Vin Diesel. Yeah, yeah, he's really bad. Like he's a really bad actor, isn't he? <laughs> he's not did, as did bad you, as John Cena, but he's really bad. <laughs> did you see the uh, the the uh, article the other day about how the reason why Vin doesn't get along with The Rock is The Rock needs acting lessons. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Vice versa. <laughs> I know, but it's like, and then someone just put up the clip from one of the other ones where it's just Vin going, I don't know everything about my father. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take your acting lessons from Vin. <laughs> this this movie is ninety percent smoldering, and <laughs> and most of it comes from Vin Diesel. You get a lot of John Cena smoldering and a lot of uh, a lot of Michelle Rodriguez smoldering as well. But like not like when The Rock smolders in Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle, where it's kind of charming and, and lovable. It's just like like Vin's you know between his eyebrows does that thing where where it just crinkles up and his and his mouth puckers up and it just it that's ninety percent of the footage in this movie. <laughs> Uh, you better do a super cut of Justice Smoldering in this movie. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, what, I mean, so what are some other things that you liked about it? I mean, they look... Uh, nah, I think that's a spoiler. Never mind. That's a spoiler. I know where you're going to go, yeah. and that's a spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's in one of the trailers, they're like, what? <sighs> uh, yeah, what, uh, what are some of the other real, real quick, a couple other brief thoughts, and then we'll do our ranking. I feel like the movie did a good job, like I said, embracing what they are. They go, hey, this is what people want. We're just going to give it to them. We don't care anymore. And it's just kind of like the mind-numbing fun of it that I enjoyed. Granted, all the serious stuff in the movie I did hate. Mm-hmm. But I still had fun with the movie. Okay. I I still stand by, like, I. are you a fan of the series, or do you just watch them just to watch them? Gosh, I don't know. It depends on whichever movie came out recently. Because, like... Before F9, I would have said I was a fan because, I really, like, Hobbs and Shaw is great. But, like, after 8, I would have been like, oh, this, this franchise isn't really good. But, like, after 5 and 6, I would have been like, yeah, I'm a fan. Like, I'm a fan of the news. I don't know. I'm a fan of, like, I'm either a super fan or I super hate most of these movies. And I think as a whole, like, I want to see more movies, like, in this universe, in this style. But, like, that doesn't mean that they're good. Um, like, I still want to see F10 despite F9 being terrible. Uh, because when this movie gets it right, it really gets it right. I, I, I agree with you there. I like I said, like I hated F eight probably the same way you hate F nine. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I I probably feel about F nine the same way a lot of people think about eight. Yeah, like maybe these movies are just kind of like some sort of ink blot test at this point. Like, hey, maybe you're gonna like this spill versus next spill. It's just well, but here's here's the problem we were talking about. If Fast Five is arguably the best of this franchise and that's directed by the same person that directed this one because this is justin lynn's glorious return to the franchise 
And like, like he he was only gone for eight, wasn't he? Because he started with no, Tokyo. No, he didn't do seven either. James Wan did seven. Oh yeah, that's right. Because uh, after they had to shuffle around the schedule after Paul, no, no, they they wanted to film them back to back, and he said we can't do that because post and pre are yeah. overlapping, and then um, yeah, so they so they had James Wan do it, and and then um, F. Gary Gray did uh, Fate of the Furious, eight. and uh, and then Hobbs and Shaw was David Lee. Um, yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think the the biggest thing about about these movies, like I said, in this movie is that when when they can embrace and have fun and just be silly and ridiculous, think like Fast Five. To me, Fast and Furious Six, even though I know you have a really different opinion on that, um, Hobbs and Shaw, when they can embrace that kind of fun, I'm really here for it. And this movie just there was about three moments that put a smile on my face and, and like several others that literally like maybe laugh out loud in the theaters because of how stupid they were. Um, and it, like, it wasn't a good laugh. It was like a, what the hell even is this? So, yeah. So, uh, Frank, what is your current updated ranking of the fast and furious franchise, including Hobbs and Shaw? Let's go from best to worst. That way it's easiest to track. Uh, go ahead and give your full ranking and, uh, on where, on where things land. All right. Fast Five, followed by the original, then Seven, Hobbs and Shaw, and F9, I put it fifth, and then it's four, two, three, eight, and six. All right. Yeah, we're going to have very different lists uh, again. We were talking about how the only thing we can agree on is we both really love Five. Um, But my ranking is uh, Hobbs and Shaw at number one, then Fast Five, then Six, then Too Fast, Too Furious, then Tokyo Drift. Then the original Fast and Furious, then eight, then seven, then four, and at the very bottom is nine. I hate this movie a lot more than I do eight, um, and that's that's kind of saying something. Although I think I like, you know, I had a good time. Or when I left the theater at eight, I really liked the movie. I, I realized it was a bad movie, but I had a blast, and I watched it at home, and I was like, no, this isn't fun at all, and it's it's bad. But I left. Yeah, I'm I'm. I'm the reverse packed, of that. I left a packed theater on a Friday night hating a Fast and Furious movie, man. Uh, like, that, there's no better time to watch a Fast and Furious movie than in a packed theater opening night. And uh, Maybe that's why I didn't like F8 when I saw it in theaters. It was me and two other people, and this was a Thursday night screening at an IMAX. Oh, wow. That's uh, not ideal. Did you see this one in IMAX? Um, I saw this one in MyMax. Okay, um, I didn't see this one in IMAX, and like maybe, I don't think if I'd have seen it in IMAX, it would have made any difference um, because I don't think anything about the way the movie shot is my problems. Um, I think I think some of the car sequences are shot pretty well. Um, Justin Lin has has had you know three, four, five, and six experience um, uh, of, of doing these movies. Plus, like he knows how to direct the hell out of them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think he's I think he's by far the best choice to keep directing these movies. I, I mean, unless of course you want to bring back like David Leach, but I don't I don't know that he wants to do. You know, the, the I think the David core. Leach should stick to the spinoffs. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if they want to just keep him as the Hobbs and Shaw guy, but I don't think he's really interested in doing more of the car theme stuff. But um, yeah. well, uh, there you have it. There's our updated rankings. There are our initial thoughts, and uh, what's going to happen now is we are going to talk about spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, or if you um, are one of those. Uh, um, 
If you haven't seen the movie yet, if you care about spoilers, um, now's your time to hop off. Uh, you've heard our main plots. Uh, Frank and I are just going to talk about some things that are going to maybe ruin your experience unless you're one of those people that either don't care about spoilers or have seen the movie before or like are probably never going to go see this one. Um, so, um, so there's your official spoiler warning. Frank, I'm opening up the floor for us to talk about anything and everything in the movie. Where do you want to start? All right. Well... I think the Hondas, they had some nice spoilers on their trunk. <laughs> uh, they were kind of winged. I like that. The absolute <laughs> worst <laughs> the absolute worst moment in this movie for me is the second Cardi B shows up. Yes, thank God. All right. Cause... Oh, my God. I hated that cameo so much. I feel like they had her for like an hour to film, like, what, four lines in the back of a box truck and... She cannot act worth a damn, and she had pretty easy dialogue, and right. I hated it. Right, she had super easy dialogue. Is it, it was the ugh, gosh, she pulled off her helmet. I'm like, I, I looked at my wife. I'm like, is that Cardi B or Nicki Minaj? I, I don't really know. She's like, it's Cardi B. I'm like, All right, and like, wait, is it Cardi B or is it, it is Cardi B? It is Cardi B. Is? All right, but but like, here's the thing: like, who is the audience for Fast and Furious movies? It's probably prob- not. Like- it's probably not the Cardi B audience, right? Like. I don't, I don't like, I, I feel like there are people that bring their girlfriends to these movies that are Cardi B fans, but they're only going because their boyfriend is going to buy a popcorn and a drink. Right. And they're going to be like, look, it's a stupid movie and you can, you can laugh at it and, and all that. Like, I, I don't, I don't think these overlap at all. By while we're speaking of, you know, musical in this movie, the music, the soundtrack for this is terrible. It's so bad. Um, I- I don't remember a single song from it. I only remember two songs from it. And one of them, I, would, I just, both of them, I remember looking at my wife. I'm like, what the hell even is this song? Uh, and it's one song. Was it a played, Cardi B? No, no, no. One, it's one song. I don't know the name of it. I couldn't even tell you anything. But it plays in the middle of the movie. And it also plays over the end credits. And it's just like, what even is this garbage? And then there's another one uh, that was just like really prominent. And I was just like, what is this? Tr-? Like, this is terrible. And like, Fast and Furious has notoriously had a pretty good soundtrack. You know, Six and Seven had amazing sound tracks um you know that uh leading starting that uh fast and furious 7 with the uh um don't make me cry don't make me cry yeah with the <laughs> with, with the like all roads lead no no whatever but like it was everything about um i think eight i think eight did the all roads home. anyway um you know just kind of kind of bringing it around like everywhere being uh um i mean hobson shaw has the best soundtrack i really love that one um but these films notoriously have really good ones and this was terrible all right frank they go to space yeah. Yeah, they, well, kind of like they're still kind of in the atmosphere, but hey, they got to take down a satellite dish, and I was surprised that like okay, they're fr- they made jokes about going to space before, but they were finally doing it, mm-hmm. and they somehow managed to do it with a storyline mm-hmm. that made me go, all right, I can, I can see this, this works. I mean, look, uh, I was so not- out of the movie at this point that I was just like, sure, might as well do it in this one, as opposed to if they do it in like you know, Hobbs and Shaw, then it's like, all right, well, now you just kind of ruined a movie that I was really liking. So it's like, I was already hating this movie, so space is going to be a highlight for this one. <laughs> like, I'm still not sure how well a Ford Friero is going to hold up to, you know, the vacuum of space, but... Probably not. They, somehow they presented the right background stuff, the rocket testing early on in the movie, to where, like, it was a slow build to it, and somehow I went, okay, I'm, I can live with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Gosh. Uh. I'm writing. Again, I think I'm that, writing down things that I want to bitch about later. <laughs> like, 
I think that was a scene they put in there for a story idea just strictly for the fans and all the jokes. Mm-hmm. Now, with that said, I'd never want them to cave in with the meme going around of Fast and Furious and Jurassic Park crossing over. No to that. Look, I'd rather have a Jurassic Park Fast and Furious crossover than F9. Like, you know, it, and, 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 you know, eight. <laughs> but yeah, the movie, it starts very, like, even though I said I liked the movie and enjoyed it, again, I don't care about the flashbacks. They spent way too many flashbacks going back to the same period of time. Yeah, right. To where I would have, I would appreciate the movie more. They just did a 20 minute prequel sequence right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Of all the background stuff, like I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. well, I just don't care. Yeah, I didn't care. I didn't care at all. Um, yo, or like maybe if this would have been like, I don't know. I feel, I feel like if this would, th- this whole movie feels like an after. Um, like I, I was thinking if it, if they come out, if they try to do what a lot of people are saying Avengers should have done and make a Thanos origin movie, if they make a flashback movie and call it Toretto or something like that, um, and they have it be the initial story that they're trying to tell here. Um, give give Dom his origin story. Um, I don't care. No, I'm, I'm not saying I would have liked it, but I'm just saying like it, there was too too much percentage of this movie was the flashback. Um, yeah, and it was especially bad because neither of the actors that they cast looked like them. I mean, I I probably prefer that as opposed to trying to de-age them. Um, you know, to to look different. But I I didn't like either of the people that they cast. Um, and and also of all the flashback stuff was 90% callbacks to older movies cuz there's there's the one race where they've got their f- finger on the t- their finger on the nitrous and uh and 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 the the person that we're not supposed to be rooting for pushes it and then Dom goes too soon and then pushes it like straight up callback to him versus Brian in in one of the first couple movies and uh see I don't, I don't know are you kind of as a negative I do yeah I, there was nothing new in the flashbacks uh, I mean other than the brother relationship stuff but like you know so they could have trimmed a lot of that cuz there was also um um gosh uh there was like three or four things that i just remember like they're just taking dialogue from other movies they're saying the exact same thing because oh it's um uh he he before that race starts he walks up to his brother and he says uh um uh you know the driver doesn't make the car or the car doesn't make the driver and it's it's like you're just you're just calling back to all your old stuff it, it just like it doesn't but what's wrong the with a callback it, it look it, it it doesn't hit the same way in the um, in, I mean, like, in a in flashback a, as it did in the original, like you could have come up with some new di- new lines of dialogue. So I mean, Captain America could stop saying "I can do this all day," but they had him say that in like every movie. Well, but that's not a callback. That's his trademark. That's a callback. Line. No, it's his trademark <laughs> line. It's he says it in every movie. You know, it's it's different where it's like Dom said one thing once. And then now they're saying, oh, yeah, he also said it one other time in this flashback. Like, nothing nothing felt new about this flashback character. Um, he was just entirely unnecessary. Uh, you're right. They could have had it in, in, in a montage sequence or in, like, a in like a five-minute prologue. Uh, and then the F9 comes I, up, and then that's it. I get why, like, from a writer's standpoint, fundamentally, why they needed the flashbacks. Because throughout all the other movies, they always have different references to... Dom's past, like his dad being a race car driver, mm-hmm. all this other stuff, but never once does he mention his brother. Right. So I understand why they had to do the flashbacks the way that they did to weave in his, the brother existing and still hitting all the same points that they did in other movies. That way people can't point out as, oh, a loophole. Sure. So 
from a writer's standpoint, I understand why they did it, but I don't feel like we need to keep cutting back to the same period of time no, throughout no, the don't. entire movie. We don't. This could have been very easy when when it's re- when they reveal that it's his brother um, after after Letty says like was that Jacob um, and then uh, like make a little flashback sequence there. Um, you know, you, you can have the whole my you know I, my dad was a race car driver and um, I found you know I uh, he he died on the track one day. And I beat up the guy that killed him and went to prison for a couple of years. In prison, I found out that my brother um, manipulated the car to that made my dad die, and that and so I like I, I raced him, so I raced him out of town. That's it. Like there you go. I just okay. gave you a fifteen second summary of what they spent <laughs> probably twenty five in this minute in this movie doing. Yeah. But the problem is they try to set up all these flashbacks so that at the end of the movie we we think we you know we we see John Cena as a good guy and we see him as like oh he's just a misunderstood person. No. No no, he's a villain. He is a bad guy. You don't need to make all your villains sympathetic, but you also like you don't just want another stereotypic villain. I don't buy into his redemption at all. I don't buy into Dom all of a sudden out of yeah. nowhere having a change of heart and then you know just letting him go away. It's like like this. I, I know, I don't but buy it. if you look if you look at the entire series, how many bad guys have stayed the bad guy? Uh, let's see, Cipher so far. Well, um, wasn't she? She was kind of helping him for a little bit. In this one, no. Well, she was kind of forced to when she was captured. But no, she's still no, uh, no, no. I mean, she's helping out John Cena's character. Uh, yeah, she's trying but... to kill. Um, uh, let's see. Anna, I see her turning good. Um, I don't, I don't see it. I think they're gonna make her like the big penultimate villain or the big ultimate, you know, bad guy at the very end of the movie or uh, the very end of the franchise. She's gonna be. But she's already been an eight in this one. I feel like if it's ten or eleven that it ends on either one, like it's just gonna be like it's. They, they show she was behind. She was behind everything. <laughs> exactly. She said, yeah. She sent the bully to the country kid in Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> she was behind the villain of <laughs> or Tokyo Drift. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, she hired Shaw but, to kill to kill Han. But out of all the bad guys, only one stayed a bad guy, and that was the Too Fast, Too Furious. Um, but you I mean the guy in Tokyo Drift um doesn't you know he just Yeah, but that was more of like a karate kid thing, because then right, at the end right. they just respect each other. Right, exactly. Um, wasn't like a bad guy as far as like oh they're also a drug peddler or whatever. And I'm I'm pretty sure the people in four and five, Bragas and the other person, um, just I, I don't feel like either of them like become good guys. I think they get imprisoned. Um, yeah, but then they bring back. Then he kind of helps Brian out in was it seven? I when does Brian so. go to prison? Oh no, that was f- that was five. They break. He breaks uh-huh. into prison to get intel from the bad guy from four about yeah. the bad guy from five. So um, they're always going to bring back the villains, <laughs> right? And it's just, but, so it's just like it's just like, you could just leave him as a villain. You could leave it with Dom. Mm. Ki- like I, I get that that would be you know they would feel that that would be so not equal to the character of Dom, who's always about family. But like, look. He he picks his family, right? He picks who he defines his family as. Like it's not obvious. Like you, Brian is now like legally his family, but like you know, he just picks people and is like your family now. Like it's he doesn't except mean for my family. brother. He's not family. He doesn't mean family in a literal sense. He means family as opposed to like my people. And yeah, right, exactly. Um, so anyway, yeah. I didn't think his uh, seeing his redemption was earned at all. 
Um, I don't. I, if he is like part of the team in F10, I'm just gonna lose my shit. Um, right. So where do you stand on Han? Huh? We we have Han back now. Yeah, we have Han back. I look. I like the character of Han. He's arguably one of my favorite characters uh, in this franchise. Um, but I, I he, look. <laughs> he should have just stayed dead. It's it's this. I, I laughed out loud as soon as they explained like why. It, as soon as they explained how he wasn't actually killed when the car exploded, and yeah, Mister like, Nobody planned it. <laughs> right? It's like, how do you do that? Like he was bleeding in the car, practically unconscious, and like thirty, it, like three seconds later, the car blows up. Like there's always a sewer grate, and those things are easily lifted without any sort of tools. <laughs> and, like, they're light as a feather. I mean, you don't like get your car stuck in them at least twice a week when he's watching from like a hundred yards away it's like unless it was a drone with like a you know a han like inflatable in it or something like that <laughs> um you know uh just i i hated um i hated the how they brought him back but i am happy to see him back um and i like how they kind of gave him a little sidekick and i don't know if they were trying to insinuate like at the barbecue that they were together him and the little girl um, who's not little anymore? I don't. I don't think they were trying to, but if they are trying to do that, gross. Because he's like. 30. I, I don't think they were. I'm taking that as more of like he's taking on a parental role. Yeah, that's what I kind of. That's what I kind of get to. But I was also like, I don't know. I don't know if they're trying to go for that because they met when he was like 30 and she was 11. Um, no, they're not. They're not going that route because he's always gonna, you know, hold that flame for Gal Gadot. I don't know, man. I, you know, with all this whole justice for Han stuff, look, none of this movie was justice for Han. Um, although I did, I did kind of like the mid credit scene. Um, I, I'm interested to see where that goes. Um, I, but um, you know, where where he shows up to see. Jason Statham. Uh, I'm interested to see how that happens, or like what happens there. But it's probably going to be like, hey, like I know, yeah, uh, you know, you were part of something. I survived, so it turns out you didn't get your revenge anyway. And yada yada yada. You're, I hear you're a good guy now. <laughs> yeah, they're going to fight, obviously, but it probably isn't going to be Hobbs and Shaw too. <laughs> Shaw and Han. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna wait for Fast Ten because I don't know. I mean, I know there are Fast Ten pre-production stuff going on right now, and um, a Hobbs and Shaw yeah, like, like at least the scripts like, are being written. Like they're building towards something. They always have some sort of plan. Yeah. So I guess that look, I would be okay if they want to throw Hod in Hobbs and Shaw. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Um, especially because he's been working with the secret agency for a while. You know. Oh, and also that whole like I was the rogue agent thing. Like it's just man, <laughs> movie could just go screw off. Um, <clears throat> let's see. <laughs> Um, I think Cypher had the best dialogue in this movie. I thought she had some one-liners that were really sweet. They're like, oh, which character are you in Star Wars? Like, I'm Luke Skywalker. It's like, you're not Luke. Oh, then I'm, then I'm, uh, Han Solo. No, you're not. You're Yoda. Cause you're a puppet and somebody's got your hand up your ass. Like, <laughs> I thought that was great. Um, um, so anyway, um, okay. So talking about, we've talked, we've kind of danced around how like they're invincible at this point. Right. And the movie kind of plays fun, yeah. fun at that. And I, at no point believed any of these characters were going to die in this movie. Even when Roman and Tej make their sacrifice, you know, their quote unquote sacrifice in space. Uh, and I've already talked about how that's, <laughs> that's like a bat, like that's a negative for this franchise because we've seen them survive so much. We know they're not going to die unless it's long and drawn out and has orchestral music and all that playing behind it. But like, you know, when they make their quote unquote sacrifice, I- I'm like, there's no way they're going to kill these characters. And also if they do legitimately kill them, like I am not seeing 10 because 
if you know, you you put Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, and like they are the only fun element to F nine, and I don't want to see these movies without a fun element. Um, let's see, uh, the time where Vin Diesel Vin Diesel sacrifices himself to hold off agents a little bit longer was no one dies in these movies, right? Nobody dies in these movies, and like no part of that character or that sequence made sense for that to happen. Um, that was dumb. Uh, and the whole like hallucinations flashback. That's where he has his epiphany, which again, I don't buy. I'm not, I, I don't buy it. These the characters I don't care about making decisions that would be made by characters that I do care about. Um, uh, also, the whole final sequence with the armored armored truck and about how like they you know they're uh, Vin Diesel's like whole- throwing bombs inside of it to tip it and to keep driving stuff. I was laughing that whole sequence because all I could how all I can think about is Deadpool too. It, right, that's that's yeah, yeah, that's very similar. But like the truck is like, rolling down the side of a hill, and he throws a bomb to let to to stabilize it somehow, and then they're shooting rockets at it, and it's not exploding. I get it's supposed to be a heavily duty thing, but this whole front is on fire. Like, and then he just like barrel rolls out of it and walks, you know, walks away. It's like you would, oh my god, he's like a million broken ribs. Uh, the, the movie's embracing what it is, and I I like it now. Look, like, the I end like of this it. movie feels like Mission Impossible Fallout, where it's just like, you've just gone too far. And, like, I even say that, you know, about a Fast and Furious movie. Like, look, you've just reached the point of beyond, beyond even kind of realistic, beyond even kind of, like, forgivable, in my understanding. You just... This is this is one of the stupidest movies I've ever seen. All right, I'm gonna go on a tiny little rant here. Let's do it because I only have two more I've, that I can think of right now. <laughs> I've said before that the series should have ended at seven, and then in eight they do throw out a line of saying, "Oh, well, Mia and Brian, they're not about this life anymore. They have a family." Okay, fine, but then you bring Mia into this, and then like. Who's watching the kids? Oh, they're in the safest place in the world. They're with Brian. Yeah. Okay, fine. Brian's away. But then you get to the... I'm trying not to curse, but you get to the ending, and he's like, we still got an empty seat at the table. Oh, Brian's on his way. And then you tease as if Brian's going to show up, and then you have his car pull in the driveway. It's like, I, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for them to do a CGI shot of him getting out of the car. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I was waiting for the same thing. I I didn't think they were going to do it, but I was just like, they've just, it was, they've called it, they call back at least four times um, that I counted to where they mention, they mention Brian and they mention why Brian's not working there. It's like, look, when you watch, it brings the movie to a stop. It does. It does. And when you bring, when you watch something like Captain America, the winter soldier, it's a better movie because there's not a scene a quarter of the way through it where they're like, Hey, maybe we could call Tony to help out. And there's not a scene two thirds through the movie where they're like, "Hey, I wonder what Hawkeye's up to." And there's not a scene two thirds through the movie where where they're like, "Hey, you know, you think Hulk could help us out?" It's a better movie because it's just here are your characters, here's who you can play with, and let's go with that. And then and then they bring in Helen Mirren, and it's like, okay, so like they're doing that. Why why hasn't anybody called Hobbs and Shaw yet? Why hasn't anybody called, or even Shaw's brother, right? Why? Because he's a good guy now after Fate of the Furious, right? Like, he's at least in the roster of people that might should be. Should he be in jail? They still killed people. I mean, he should be, but like, you know, the Shaw family just kind of goes in and out of prison, and they're just like, they're just that good. It's like, well, I'll, whatever. I don't, you know, I, I would, whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care yeah. to <laughs> about that stuff, too. But like, there, there, there's such an absence of characters that feel felt, but then also, 
On the other hand, they they threw in every character that's ever been in one of these movies into this movie. And when we left the theater, my wife has only seen each of these movies once. She's like, I had to explain to her who every character was because you have the Shea Wiggum character who's like Brian's cop friend from four and five that they just throw him in there for half of a scene because he helps Dom uh, do something at the beginning. Um, I think get to I think he gets the tip about London and then. Um, the guy Did they bring back the uh, Cuban guy from Eight. <laughs> well, but they but they bring back uh, the the two the two mechanics the two that the guys that are in like four and five and then forgotten about. Those are the people that Dom meets in prison, and then one of them is at the cookout at the end. Um, well, they pop up in Eight also. Oh, they do. They okay. Yeah, when like Dom's uh, working on the car as a distraction before meeting Heron Mirren. Oh, Helen that's Mirren. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then there's. Um, uh, the you know the guys from Tokyo Drift they bring the they bring them in there and like what seems like the most forced write a character into a script ever uh, in the beginning and then uh, you know of course oh. since they're building rockets you know they're gonna build a rocket to space in this movie or the next so I want justice for Bow Wow <laughs> yeah um but yeah like the the whole Brian thing is just you're right like they they go so out of their way. To like make sure that they that he is still part of this universe without being part of it. It, it it's distracting. It's almost like when you watch the Born Legacy. Like I think is a to- uh. I think is a totally fine movie, but the movie can't go two scenes without mentioning Jason Bourne. And it's like you have a good story with Aaron Cross here. Just embrace it. And like if you want to like try to establish the timeline because it kind of happens when Ultimatum does, that's fine. But I don't need a oh this person is head of you know the whatever the yeah, i want to say treyarch but i know that's call of duty developers but like <laughs> treadstone that's what it is he's the head of yeah. treadstone so he's monitoring both cases like you don't need that it makes the movie a worse movie because of that and yeah. and if you're gonna do that tease at the very end yes show me show me you know brian getting out of the car or don't even tease that have him sitting at the table and show a you know show a, a shot of just people smiling well, like i would find it more respectful to just so a shot that they already have, put him in there. Like, just have him sit at that table, not say anything. Have his brother do a stand-in. I'll be fine with that. Him not being part of the action, I get it. But right. if you're going to do a dinner scene, it'll be a lot less awkward by just having, like, his real-life brother sitting there or something. Just I, I feel like here's what the writer's room conversation was like. All right, so who's going to be the bad guy in this movie? Well, what if Dom had a brother who he hates? That would be fun because Dom's all about family, right? Okay, well, let's do that. And who can we cast? Who's like some big hulking guy? Well, John Cena's really popular with the youth people. We can get him. All right, so let's get John Cena and Vin Diesel to somehow be brothers. All right, let's throw that in the mix. Let's make him the bad guy. How are we going to not have Paul Walker be a part of this? Oh, well, easy. He's babysitting the kids. It's like, okay, but like Mia's around too, right? So It's I'm not like, babysitting when it's your own kid. <laughs> and it's like, so it's so. It's Sorry, like, that's, I'm bringing my own personal life. <laughs> Because I hate it whenever my own kids go, oh, dad, he's babysitting us. It's like, I'm your dad. I'm just parenting. I'm not babysitting. <laughs> well, but he's also babysitting little Brian. Um, but they, you know, but like, then the writer, oh, yeah, then the yeah. writers continue to talk about, it's like, well, we can't have Dom's brother without having Mia in the mix. Uh, because that wouldn't make sense, right? We can't just, you know, write her out as well. We can't just be, we'll leave him alone. He's too dangerous. There's too much personal connection here. You know, like, we can't, we, we can't just, like, do that. So, all right, so let's bring Mia into the mix. And let's just say that, that Brian is sitting back and, and watching the kids. And let's, let's tease him, uh, like, four or five times throughout the movie to make sure people know that he's still alive. And it's like, 
you just you don't have to mention him. It's okay to just not mention him, especially with how good of an ending he had in seven. It's okay to just you know we don't need any more Tony Stark references in the MCU. We don't need it. Um, well, that's so. going to be hard to do just because his last name is a brand. That's fair. <laughs> but I mean, at least MCU hasn't yet done like. <laughs> Tony Stark flashbacks or, you know, trying to recreate Tony Stark, you know, living so, or what, I don't know, it's just like, oh, we don't, we don't even, I mean, even the Winter Soldier, even Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like, did the whole, like, oh, like, where is Cap? Nobody knows. And, like, that was okay, because there wasn't a, there wasn't a scene of Cap on the moon at the end of the show, right? Like, <laughs> if there was, then I would have thought all that was stupid, but it was just a bunch of people, like, I wonder where Captain America is. It's like, who cares? Um, like I get, they feel the need to have to mention Brian as some sort of way of honoring Paul Walker, but they don't have to. There's other ways. There's other ways you can do it. Just I, not building wonder, a scene where he's arriving for dinner. I wonder if it's maybe a contract thing too. Like the studio is allowed to give money to his estate or his charity if they have him as a character in the movie. Like I wonder if that's a thing. Uh, but also, the studio could just give money to his estate or to his charity. Um, yeah. I, I don't get it. It brings the, every scene they do it to a halt. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really does. Um, which is already, this is a pretty slow movie. My wife turned to me in the middle of this movie. She's like, this movie is neither fast nor furious. And I'm like, that is the perfect way to describe this movie. Neither fast nor furious. Disagree. Um, okay, that's fair. You can disagree with me because it sounds like we're just, I think we're agreeing on surprisingly a lot, but you're just like. We yeah, are, but my. But you're my like, takeaway yeah, it is, for me. And I'm like, but it didn't. It's like, this movie was what I expected. I can't get mad. <laughs> okay. I, I did. So um, the, the last note, the last note is this movie's saving grace is the introduction of magnets. Because the <laughs> magnets in the car was the most fun thing I had seen in a long time. Because, you know, there's, there's the scene where they're all in the back of the truck. And then the amazing scene, the one that I laughed, this was a laughter out of joy, not a laughter out of look how stupid this is. But I laughed so hard when uh, when they're driving the truck and she turns the magnet all the way up and it pulls John Cena's car through a building into the back <laughs> of their truck. And only that car, nothing else, the magnets are the most like convenient thing. It's the most selective thing in this entire but, franchise. Because like, I want to see an old just, guy. It's, it's not always an old guy. Just, just his walker just comes with it. Not like guy with a pacemaker just getting ripped out violently. <laughs> yeah, but like there's they do some really creative things with the magnets. There's a scene where they like turn them on to the reverse angle and then a car just like you know gets shot up behind it and thrown in the air. Like that was really cool. Um, the I mean the magnets are entirely to serve whatever whatever purpose the movie wants it to. Oh, do. absolutely. They're, it never does anything extra. Uh, but I think they were a fun addition, and I'm going to be upset if they don't have magnet tr- magnet rigs in in the in the future movies because I think it was I think they were so much fun. Um, I had a really good time with pretty much any time they used the magnets. Um, so there was that, and that there, was the, there was the scene in the trailer where um, where he like goes speeding forward at at the bridge, and and it, it, oh, it catches to the front bumper, and I you know. I had a smile on my face for that. I think that was the first time in the movie I got a smile on my face. Um, Because it was just like, this is just too much fun. How do you not have fun with this? Um, It's like, he put a lot of confidence and hope in that just stuff just right. Or I I just want to see like an alternate scene where it doesn't work and he just drives off the cliff, kills him, end credits. End credits. Yep. (laughs) 
Um, so, so the the magnets and that, and 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 when the when you see the car enter space with the three times, that was just like, all right, I'm having fun. And uh, oh, and watching Helen Mirren like drive and be a total boss was like surprisingly really entertaining. Oh, and uh, by the way, that <laughs> the auto, air brake theory that that auto character, like, of course he's gonna turn on John Cena at the end. Obviously, yeah. everybody, nothing about this movie you couldn't see coming at the end. Um, exactly. Within the, as soon as, as soon as things are introduced, you're like, okay, so they have Cypher imprisoned, so she's going to convince Otto, who's probably already going to double cross him anyway, but she's going to convince him to do it <laughs> and, and for her freedom, and and John Cena is going to get redemption. It's probably not going to be earned. There's going to be a lot of characters that try to you know earn some sort of character or anything, but none of them work. None of them go anywhere. You know, yeah. as soon as they're having family picnic at the end, you're like, they're no, you know, they're going to tease Brian. Um, I, I was hoping they weren't, but they did. Well, you can't have Mia there without Brian and, not, and people being like, where people not being, where's Brian? Because just the cookout, you know, it's not like. You can't be like, hey, where's Brian? Have the back door open. You don't see the head. You see a guy carrying some chicken out. Right. And that's it. Or you just so, see the car pull up. You don't see him get out of the car. You know, that's fine too. Not, it's, oh, we hear it from a mile away. Everyone turn to the driveway. All right, sure. And. Just, but you also uh, just, you don't even need to acknowledge it. You you literally, like, you don't even have to be like, hey, we're missing one. Oh, he's on his way. You literally just, and, you, you, you literally just before that, just show the car pulling up. Everybody knows. So, yeah. Um, gosh, no. I, I re, I, I'm trying to think, like, I, I know me and my wife got back to the thing and I just went off on her for about 30 minutes. She didn't like the movie either. Um, but I just went off to her. I was like, this is the stupidest <laughs> thing, right? She's like, yeah, that was terrible. And I was like, thank God I'm not alone. Um, and based off the IMDb scores, I don't think I'm alone. This is like, this had like a 5.2. Um, Rotten Tomatoes is somehow positive for this right now, but I see that going down because I don't know how, how if, if studios are still doing screenings. Um, so I wonder if most critics have even seen the movie yet. Um, just because of COVID stuff, I don't think like full blown screeners have happened yet. <sighs> I'm out of breath. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm just uh, sad. Look, I, I, if you yeah. ask me right now, you asked me earlier, are you a fan of this franchise? After this, I'd say no, but I'm a fan of a couple of these movies. Uh, I, if you would have asked me after probably six, I would have said, yeah, I'm a fan of this franchise. <laughs> uh, but if you ask me right now, you know, I gave my ranking Hobbs and Shaw, five, six, two. Tokyo Drift. Probably that's where I draw the line of like I would say I like these movies. Um so I but but even then like I only really like Hobbs 5 and 6. Um so if I only like I mean if I only love 3 movies of a 10 if they're only 30%, that's a bad percentage. 50% that I'll like it, 30% that I'll love it. Man, like I say yeah like after my last viewing of a whole series I go, yeah, I'm a fan of the series, but looking at my ranking I go, all right. Five, I well, let's see. One I love, four I like, the rest I hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and look, it's we were talking about um, we were talking about in the in the main episode that you'll be able to hear on Wednesday that this uh, this this franchise should have stopped at seven, at least with the main movies. If they wanted to do spinoffs, they could do that. But at least the main franchise should have ended with seven, with that perfect ending of Paul Walker and. And this movie is just proof of that because eight and this have just been stinkers. And like, you know, Hobbs and Shaw isn't connected. So I'm not including that in that. And like, I have no faith at this point in 10 and 11 because like Justin Lin even came back to do this one and I hated it. And it was just like, you know, he was the most exciting thing 
it was like, oh yeah, Justin Lin's coming back. Great, because I don't like seven uh, and I don't like eight. Um, and like neither of them were Justin Lin. So it's like, okay, you get the guy that made the best one um, to come back. But, Oof. All right, I've said my piece. Me um, too. I enjoy it. You didn't, but we look at it the same way. <laughs> yes. And I... I, I put this in my uh, in my 2021 movies I've seen so far, and I've only seen like 25 movies. I haven't seen a ton, um, but this is my second least favorite movie of the year, and I was surprised because after I walked out of the theater, I'd have been like probably number one, but uh, <laughs> but uh, Cherry on Apple TV Plus is two and a half hours of the most boring thing I've ever seen, and uh, just barely barely beat out my dislike of of that <laughs> movie than Fast Nine because like I don't see myself watching this movie ever again. Nor do I see Cherry, but I already forgot that I saw Cherry. Um, I never finished Cherry. Yeah, don't you? It's not worth it. Um, yeah, but just I, I, I legitimately I own all the Fast and Furious movies that have come out on home to this day. I don't see myself getting the only way I, I see myself getting nine is my brother buys the Blu-ray and sends me the digital code. That's the only <laughs> way. I ain't paying for this movie. Yeah, but, yeah. but I'm still gonna come back for ten. So. And I love you will. Yeah. I will. Look, I'm going to see these through. And again, if the best time to watch these movies are in a packed theater opening night. So, like, I'm sure I would have hated this movie more if I'd have watched it at home, just me and my wife. Even a theater experience wasn't enough to save this. <sighs> All right. That's going to do it. Um, so, uh, I mean, if you've gotten this far, you've probably already seen it. Uh, let us know what you think. You can uh, you can add us at Twitter. Um, you can either at the Sif Pop page. You can at me at Schweitcastle. You can get in contact with Frank at Frank Kemp 3 uh, on Twitter. Um, let us know how you thought about the movies. Let us know uh, if we're wrong about things. Let us know um, you know, who you side with, Team Aaron or Team Frank. Uh, let's make those trending. Hashtag Team Aaron. Hashtag Team... Uh, we'll see. We'll see how how this comes up. Uh, you know, we'll see if Aaron's just trying to be too serious about a Fast and Furious movie, or if Frank's just you know uh, got got lower, gave up on life. Yeah, just got really <laughs> low expectations. Uh, <laughs> um, so we'll see. Uh, so uh, go ahead and uh, you can contact with us there. Uh, let us know how you felt about F nine and. Um, uh, and if you're excited for F10, you can throw your rankings my way. I'll look at your rankings and I'll judge them. Uh, and I'll judge your character by your Fast and Furious rankings too. But I'll just judge the person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, but that'll do it for this, you know, kind of mini episode. <laughs> um, uh, thanks for hanging out, Frank. Um, you can hear Anytime. you can hear our thoughts on the rest of the Fast and Furious movies this coming Wednesday. Uh, June 30th, uh, right back here on the Riders. Uh, we'll see you back here then.